3: Looking at our
0: world from a theological perspective. This is the Theology Central Podcast, making theology central.
1: Good evening everyone. It is Wednesday, May the 3rd, 2023. It is currently 7:24 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central Studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now it's Wednesday night. Where I'm supposed to be is behind the pulpit at Victory Baptist Church, and we're supposed to be looking at... Deuteronomy chapter six, well, Deuteronomy chapter eight, maybe a little bit of Deuteronomy chapter six again, Matthew uh, chapter four, maybe a little Exodus chapter 17, uh, and maybe even moving our study on, on temptation a little further and looking at some different things. But that's, that's really what we were supposed to be doing tonight. Well, obviously things did not work out. Uh, to be fair, nothing has worked out the way I've wanted it to today. That's why I haven't done any live broadcast today and you can hear from the sound of my voice that I don't know if I should be doing this one, but I feel compelled that even though this is not what I want to be talking about, it's what we must be talking about this evening and it's unfortunate that we have to talk about it, but we need to. All right. Now, I'm just going to try to put this in a broader context. I have been warning. I have been warning. I have been warning over and over and over and over and over again for a very long time in every possible way to anyone who would listen that the American church is becoming politically hijacked. Anyone who's listened to my broadcast, listened to me, even from the pulpit, I don't care where where I was speaking, no matter in what form, what where I was speaking from and how I was speaking, that has been a very common thing that I have warned about throughout my Christian life. The politicizing of American Christianity, the church becoming politically hijacked, the church and I and I use this language not just because it's shocking, but to try to really paint a picture, the church has prostituted itself to political to po- politicians, to political parties. And the church has done this thinking that somehow politics can do, I guess what we have given up believing the gospel can accomplish. I think Christians have decided that what the world needs is not the gospel. What the world needs is the law of God imposed upon them by force, by political, by voting it into office so that we can make the world look Christian, even though they're not actually converted. In fact, somewhere in the minds of many Christians, the 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 things that we screamed that we were so opposed to when it came to Islam and Sharia law. Christians kind of realize, hey, 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 we can impose our own form of Sharia law and we'll just refer to it as being the Bible and we'll just impose it upon unregenerate people. This is a major problem within American Christianity. I have been warning and warning and warning. And I know many people argue against me. Trust me. I know. I know people that kind of roll their eyes. They kind of sigh. They're like, whatever. Here he goes again. Here he, but that's, you know, they would tell me that's not the problem. I was told over and over, critical race theory is the problem. And I'd be like, nope, nope, critical race theory is not the issue. No, the, the issue that's facing the church is homosexual community or, or LGBT. I'm like, nope, that's not the issue. No, this is, nope, that's not the issue. Now, at one point in my Christian life, I believed the greatest threat was more theological, false doctrines, the charismatic movement, which I still believe is an absolute cancer within Christianity and needs to be surgically removed. It it is, don't even get me started there, but I, 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 Felt for the longest that theology was the issue and we needed to fight these theological battles. But really, it's no longer an issue of theology. It's an issue of what, of defining what Christianity even is. I guess you could argue that's theological, but we have this idea, this vision of Christianity today that is, you know, 90% political or maybe 80% political or maybe 70% political, but you can't mix in politics well before you start literally writing out writing basically redefining and erasing and and basically writing christianity you know off the face of the page and replacing it with something else and it's not true christianity and this problem kicked into high gear. And I know when I say this, I'm going to offend Christians, but yeah, I'm sorry. I, I stand. This is this is kind of that. I draw the line in the sand and I'm willing to stand here. I, I, the, the, the Trump test, the evangelical church failed the Trump test. It's like, oh, no, 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 we've got to get Trump. Trump is our savior. Trump is the one who's going to fix everything because you wanted to fix the world, not through prayer, fasting and the gospel and discipleship. You wanted to fix the world by imposing your vision of the world upon everyone else and saying it's biblical and we need to get back to moral standards and we're going to impose this on these lost, unregenerate people and they will learn to appreciate it. And if they oppose it, then we're being persecuted for Jesus. Or you're being persecuted because they don't like your politics being shoved down their throat. You could argue that, right? I mean, we always argue we don't want their politics shoved down our throats. Isn't that what we always say? But we turn around and do the very same thing. So I've been warning and warning and warning about this political takeover of the church. I'm not the only one. I've been warning about Christian nationalism. I'm not the only one warning about that. There are voices out there warning about this. And, and I am so thankful there are others who have far greater reach than I have, who have far greater influence than I have, who may be viewed as a more legitimate voice uh, of, you know, a, a more legitimate representation of, of, you know, theological truth, What however they want to be viewed. But, but I, I am going to continue forever, how long I have, to try to warn about this, because this is where I see the church going. Now, many of you email me your theories, your philosophies. You think that the greatest danger to the church is progressive Christianity, a woke wokism, liberalism. But I've said it so many times, the liberal church, the liberal church the very, 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 very liberal church. They abandon historical biblical Christianity. 50, 60 years ago, those very liberal mainstream denominations started turning, you know, started questioning the deity of Christ, the inspiration of scripture. They left it. And then they started embracing a more liberal political uh, ideology. And they did so because they didn't have any theology left. They'd thrown out all the theology. You don't have an inspired Bible. You don't have Christ being the true eternal son of God. What do you have left? So then you embrace a more uh, liberal uh, agenda. That's fine. But that, see, that I'm not worried about that because they already left Christianity. It's the conservative church that's embraced a conservative political ideology that I think is the problem. Now, I've been, I've been just, that's the full context. I've been warning and warning and warning about this. So late last night, I wanted to turn on the microphone. And, you know, maybe do a devotional thought, something that would fit that late night mood. But instead, I could not do that because I had to cover a news story uh, about Trump vows to empower political pastors on Christian nationalist broadcast. Now, what what, what what Trump is attempting to do is this. Now, stay with me. I want to make sure because I can't read the entire article, one, because I don't want to just cover what we covered last night. But I can't cover... I can't give you the entire article because the article was was available and free everywhere last night. But this morning... It's now been, pay, been placed behind a paywall. I apologize, me messing up all my words. And they placed it behind a paywall. So Trump has been placed behind a paywall. And somehow that turned into pump. I don't know how, but Trump has been placed behind a paywall. And so I can't get to this story to read everything to you, but I can give you the basics. So here's the headline again. Trump vows to empower political pastors on Christian nationalist broadcast. Now, he's trying to empower political pastors by doing this. This is what Trump is claiming he w- he's going to do. He wants to remove all restrictions on churches so that they can be as political as they want to be and not lose their tax-exempt status. They can promote politicians. They can tell you who to vote for. They can do anything and everything and never have to worry about their tax-exempt status. Now, the thinking is then churches can basically become political... You know, headquarters for, tr- for Trump and for the Republicans that, hey, because conservative churches will promote Republicans. Let's turn these churches into political campaign meeting centers. Let's make, let's give them the freedom to be as political as they want. I think it would be absolutely detrimental to the future of the church and it would turn churches into political entities and not places of scripture, Jesus and theology. I think it's a horrible idea. Of course, every Everyone else who thinks Trump, you know, is basically the second coming will think it's the greatest thing. In the I think it's a horrible idea. I mean, ch- churches are already being politically hijacked. Now you take any any possible holding them back and you throw it. To, I don't even know what would happen. I don't even know what would happen. So Trump vows to empower political pastors by basically removing any possible restriction on their political speech so that they can do so and not be punished with losing their tax-exempt status. Now, that's what he's vowing to do if he gets elected. He wants to make it go away. All right. But he did this on what they were referring to in this article as a Christian nationalist broadcast. Trump sat down with Flashpoint, a news program that wants Christians to take over the world. All right. So there's a little bit of that Christian nationalism. So late last night, I told everyone, Hey, I need, I need my Theology Central detectives to go to work. I need you to go to work. We need to know everything we can about this Flashpoint news program. I need details. Go. Well, it did not take long. I mean, I, that was a late, uh, late broadcast last night. And I probably started receiving information, I think, even before I got off the air. And I started and I kept receiving information well to I, 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 around 2, 2.30, maybe 3 a.m. I was still getting information. And uh, so you guys went went all in. You guys went all in. I'm just going to turn to one email that I received. At what time did I receive this email? I received this email at 1:20 a.m. 1:20 a.m. this morning. Here is what I received. Now, this is going to give us some important important background information. Now, listen to me carefully. What I'm going to ask you to do is to do your own research. We're not going to I'm just going to read what this email says. We'll continue to work on this. The goal was what was supposed to happen was I was going to return to this microphone at around 10 a.m., do a broadcast from around 10 to 10.45, 10.50 a.m., dealing with Flashpoint, dealing with this whole issue, take a break between 11 and 12, come back around 12.31, and then do broadcast between 1 and 3 p.m., more about Flashpoint, maybe review some audio. Then the goal was to go to church, Tonight and then focus on something not related to this at all. Deuteronomy 6, Deuteronomy 8, Matthew 4, dealing with our ongoing study on temptation. Then possibly come back for another late night broadcast tonight, doing a deal, dealing a little bit more with Flashpoint. Today was going to be dedicated other than the break for church for this, but things did not work out very well. So let's do a little work on this tonight. All right. Let's do a little bit of work. And I want you to understand something. I don't, I would prefer not to be talking about this. I, I would prefer not to be, but I feel like most Christians or when I, when I try to, are just shrugging their shoulders at me. They, they think, no, here's the danger here. And I'm like, no, there's the danger. It's the politicizing of the church. I, I hate to say this, I, and, and, and I know I say it a lot. If, if I didn't have my church, right, where I am now, I don't know what I would do. Because I think if I walked into most churches, the congregation is so politicized, the pastors are so politicized, the churches are so politicized, so nationalistic, pro-America, pro-Republican, pro pro all of these things that I would not even be able to fit in. I I would just be like, no, sorry, can't go. And that, that is a sad point what we have reached. Now, you may disagree. You may disagree. I Look, I know there are churches out there that n- are not so politicized. Please, I'm not saying every single one is, but just listen to the average Christian talk and it's just like, I can't, I can't take it. 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 All right. But he, here's what I received. 120 a.m. Here we go. Flashpoint is a news program on the YouTube news channel called The Victory Channel. Oh, boy, The Victory Channel. Now now I'm getting an idea where we're le- headed, and it's not good, ladies and gentlemen. It's not good. It's hosted by Gene Bailey, all right? That, that name doesn't ring any bells, okay? that that's That's fine. That doesn't ring any bells, all right? But this is where I thought it was leading it is an outreach of Kenneth Copeland Ministries. This person, here's their statement. It's the worst of the worst. They constantly have the top charismatic false prophets on as guest, especially Hank Kuneman K-U-N-N-E-M-A-N. Let me spell that one more time. Hank Kuneman, K-U-N-N-E-M-A-N, the heretic from Omaha, Nebraska. Now, I'm not familiar with Hank Kuhneman. I don't think I want to be familiar with Hank Kuhneman. And you can determine if you believe that he is uh, a heretic or not. I will allow you to draw that conclusion if you would like to investigate him. They go on. At Trump's Pennsylvania rally about five months ago, Trump had Kenneth Copeland come speak and lead the crowd in prayer. They've become become quite chummy. Trump's second spiritual advisor, or Trump's uh, second or number two spiritual advisor, is Paula White, or, or Trump's two spiritual advisors are Paula White and Kenneth Copeland. There you have it, the fate of America in the hands of two of the two of the worst heretical charismatic false teachers alive today. Now, that is a problem, everyone. That is a problem. Now and 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 I, I got to drive this point home because see here's what whenever I get into discussion with Christians about Trump or about politics they're like and if you say anything about Trump's negative things they're like well we're not electing a pastor we're not electing a pope we're just voting for him for his for his uh policies but if he's mixing those policies and utilizing christianese and christian language and utilizing the church it's the problem of how it corrupts the church. I don't care how good its policies may be or how, how good you think they may be. If somehow it leads to a politicizing, a corruption of the church, then you should be more worried about the church than the policies that affect the nation. But you could not get Christians to perceive this. If his spiritual advisors are Paul White and Kenneth Copeland, Paula White and Kenneth Copeland, then I I, I do, I I love the way this emailer says it, the fate of America is in the hands of two of the worst heretical charismatic false teachers alive today. It says, if you go to YouTube and search the Victory Channel, then click on their channel and then go down to a row, you'll see the Flashpoint Programmes. Watch them at your own risk of losing your mind. As a Christian, they're definitely detrimental to your mental health. I've been checking on them for a long time. They also have the Truth and Freedom Tour. Now, I definitely have heard of that. I did not know it was connected to Flashpoint, and I didn't understand it was connected to all this. It's one of those things I knew about this these events they hold. Look at who's speaking. And I'm like, this is a train wreck of epic proportions, but did not pursue it down the rabbit hole to trace it back to its original origins. It says, uh, they also have the Truth and Freedom Tour. They take the show on the road. They'll be in Fort Worth this July... Not going <laughs> Omaha in September, my friends in Nebraska. <laughs> you know you can go and send me a report, um, and a bunch of other cities. My pillow guy, Mike Lindell. You know all the lies he said about the uh, election, and he's being sued. Uh, Jesse Duplantis. Oh, that's a train wreck of epic proportions. Are just two of many speakers. Just Google Flashpoints. Uh, Flashpoint Truth and Freedom Tour, and it will come up. And then they sign their name <laughs> and they say, someone who might just despise the charismatic movement even more than you do. And I I don't know if you can. I, I think that that person underestimates how much I despise charismatic theology. I think they really do underestimate how much I loathe it. There is the information about Flashpoint. Again, let me tell you how to get to it. I want you to go look for it for yourself. Do your own research. Do your own. We're going to be doing some uh, some reviewing. In fact, we're getting ready to do a little bit of reviewing here because later on, in fact, just a couple uh, at 6.31 p.m., I received a email that says, for your consideration, Flashpoint and the American church crisis. And I'm like, whoa, okay. So I've downloaded that audio. Um, It took me forever to be able to Convert, well, I went first I went to YouTube, but it's only like 11 minute clip. And I realized the original program was a 60 minutes. So then I had to track down the original program on Rumble, but then Rumble wouldn't let me download it. So I had to find a website to convert the Rumble video to an MP4 format, then down, then, then convert the import MP4 format to an MP3 format. Then I uploaded it to my software and then it was not in a high enough volume. So then I had to upload the MP3 format to Audible to then artificially increase the <laughs> the audio the uh, the uh, volume level and then download it back to the, my computer and then upload it to my software it was just absolutely insane but i've done all of that work so that we can review some audio but there is so let me go back and read the original email that i got at one thirty in the morning um one where was it what time was it I can find it. Where did it go? Where Where did it go? Where did it go? Where Where did the email go? Where did the original email go? I've gotten lots of emails. Okay, 1:20 a.m. I'm sorry. So here's how you find Flashpoint. Now there is a Flashpoint podcast. It is not them. It's uh, I think from Voice of America News, and I think it focuses primarily on what's going on with the war of Russia and Ukraine. Uh, so if you look that up, you're not going to get anywhere. So here we go. This is how you find it. Flashpoint is a news program on the YouTube news channel called the Victory Channel. It is hosted by Gene Bailey. It is an outreach of Kenneth Copeland Ministry. It's the worst of the worst. They constantly have the top charismatic false prophets on as guests. Um, If you go to the YouTube, if you go to to YouTube, if you go to the YouTube, if you go to YouTube and search the Victory Channel, then click on their channel, then go down a row, you'll see the Flashpoint programs. Right. And then they tell you that the emailers like you, you know, enter at your own risk, enter at your own risk. So I've got, well, a program from April the 13th. Now, the reason I chose this one is listen to me carefully. One, it was emailed to me. Two, I could go through there and find the most political ones, the, the crazier ones. Right. I could pick ones that would be like, look at the political hijacking of the church. Look at what I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Look at this. Look at this crazy things that they're saying. And I could find the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst. And then to prove my point. But I didn't want to do that. Since this one deals with supposedly the church. And the crisis in the church, I wanted to hear what they think the crisis in the church is and at least give look for one that we I may be able to find. I mean, I haven't listened to it, but if there's going to be a chance where we could have agreement on anything, this subject, I hope, would be one we could find some agreement because I think there's a crisis in the church. They seem to perceive there's a crisis in the church. Can we agree on what that crisis is? I'm going to say that there has to be some level of agreement on this. So I thought I would choose this one because there would be a greater chance of finding agreement. And then when we review uh, other episodes going into the future, then I, I I can grab just whatever and I don't have to feel like I'm being unfair or that I'm only trying to choose that which fits my narrative. All right. I, I think that that's fair. I, 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 I try to be as fair as I can be. I try to be. I try to be. I try to be. You may not think that I, I always am, but let's do this. You ready? Um, well, we're not going to be able to review all of this. It's an hour long, but hey, let's go, you know let's just see how far we can go. Let's just see. I mean, the, the whole day is shot anyway. Uh, the whole night is shot. Um, no, nothing has really gone according to plan. Let's see if we can salvage something here and accomplish something by letting you know what's going. Again, I, I do this to try to show you where the church is at and where it's going, where the church is at and where it's going. So let's see what they they, they think the church is in a crisis. Let's see where what they think right here. We go.
2: Welcome, everybody. This is Flashpoint. I'm Gene Bailey, and we are glad you're with us tonight. So many great things to talk about that's going on in our nation. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we are excited about coming to your area somewhere this year. You need to be a part of of the Flashpoint Live events, people are excited. They're already re- registering. The events are still free, but remember, most cities are two nights with daytime flash talks on Friday. Friday during the day will not be broadcast, so you need to go sign up. govictorycom live We'll be in Nashville. The next one, May
1: 11th and 12th at Cornerstone Church. Okay. As much as I may have cr- criticisms here, if they're going on a tour. And it's free. You know what? Look, I may think they're complete and utter heretics, but if you have a message and you want people to hear it and you're going around the country and you're not charging people money, you probably, I'm assuming they're asking for donations and they'll ask for offerings during it. You know what? And they're, but they're letting people in for free. I, there's only one thing I can do. I mean, I have to applaud that, but here's, here's what's sad. They are going to offer their, I don't know, charismatic, politicized, whacked out version of Christianity for free. I get email after email about conferences from ministries that are biblical, that are theological, and they tell me if I want to f- sign up for their uh, conference, I better do it now and I better get my tickets because it's going quick. In fact, let me see how fast I can find one. Let me see how fast I can find one. Let me just give me one second, just to show you. This is so frustrating. Let's see when the last one showed up where I was. Uh, they were telling me that they, that, you know. Hey, sign up now before you're, you know, you you have to pay more. Where was it? Let me see here. I get lots of emails in a day. I get lots of emails in a day. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, I may not be able to find it. Okay, hang on. Let's try this. Let's do a search for. Let's see here. When was the last one? Uh, Okay, here. uh, No, there was. Hang on. uh, No, that wasn't it. Okay. uh, There's some conferences coming up. Uh, These are pre-conference updates coming to Atlanta. Uh, September uh, 2023. I don't know what the other one is. All right. Here's the Gospel and the State. All right. This is the Gospel and the State Conference. Uh, this comes to us from, uh, G3, the Gospel and the State, Christian Nationalism, Theonomy, and Free Church Doctrine. Uh, who are welcome to attend? Now, th- the good thing is this is only $20, $29. So at least it's only $30. All right. I can handle that a little bit better. I can handle that a little bit better. All right. So there's that one. All right. There's another one here. Uh, This one is National Conference uh, Gracious and Courageous. And uh, let's see here. They don't tell me how much this one is. I don't know what I have to do to organize this one. I got to contact the event organizer. So I think there, maybe they haven't got it all set up yet, but I get them all the time for money, 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 money. Uh, it's always, you know, how much you can, uh, how much I got to pay and I need to, I need to register immediately. Uh, yeah. Here's, here's another one here. Okay. Here's a national conference. Okay. Um, this one is on the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God. And let's see here. Oh, guess what? I have to pay $289. $289 so that I can go to a conference and learn about the sovereignty of God. And all from, you know, well-respected people like vadi Bauckham, Steve Lawson, Paul Washer, Phil Johnson, James White, uh, Justin Peters, Ken Ham. You know, all of these, you know, well, you know, you would say biblically conservative and theologically somewhat sa- you know, theologically sound to some level, um, you know, teachers. But I got to pay almost $300 to get in. But hey, hey, this crazy group coming together with all of these charismatics. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll let you in for free. I mean, come on, you, oh, the stuff, just, I, sometimes the church is such a mess. I don't even understand. I don't even understand.
2: Uh, Then we will be at, uh, where's the next one, guys? Um, Ohio, that's it. New Albany, Ohio, June 8th and 9th, Fort Worth, Texas, July 30th, Omaha, September 14th. Now, uh, in Fort Worth and Omaha, those are one day events, but we will still do an early flash talk session so
1: someone just asked three hundred dollars who can do that all the time yeah i don't yeah i I know i can't and just imagine trying to take a family now to be fair that's because i could have gotten in to that conference for i could have gotten in let me look here let me just be fair here let me be fair here because they did send me an email at one point where i could have gotten in for a hundred and nineteen dollars then it went to 199, then it jumps to 289. And if I don't do the 289, right? If I don't, if, in other words, if I don't register before June the 2nd, it would cost me $325 to get in. So, um yeah, so I didn't do early registration. I, I'm t- I get these emails. You Register now. The time is going. You, you get it. Get your low, low price now so that you can hear the word of God preached so that you can hear about the sovereignty of God. Because learning about the sovereignty of God is such an important doctrine. And it's the church needs it so much today. So pay us money and you, you can learn about the sovereignty of God. Yeah, it's so important. But hey, come to our whacked out conference where we have some charismatic, you know, charismatic heretics. Come, come now. It's it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. You got you got to you sign up now. The prices rise. It's just, it's just, ugh. but I, I don't want to get sidetracked off that, but but it's such a good example. Right. So the biblically sound theology is behind a paywall. <laughs> Crazy, charismatic wackiness it's free, okay, like i i don't know, so is the quality of theology based off the price you have to pay to get it, and again, I still will never understand how Christians in good conscience pay money to hear people preach the word of God because what what's what's the what are you paying what is the thing being sold? Is it the preaching of god's word, and how can you biblically ever justify? The the putting the preaching of God's word behind a paywall. And you say, well, I'm not paying for the preaching of God's word. Then you're paying for celebrity. And then you'll yell and scream about celebrity culture. All right. Okay. Back to this. Back to this. You
2: want to get there early for those two as well. And then Minneapolis, October five and six, we were up there. Last week, they're excited, and the numbers are coming in. All of our events are free. You can come, be a part. Hopefully, we go to Minneapolis. We're going to beat the snow before it gets icy and cold there. Uh, believe in God. Please, God, <laughs> let it be good weather. Uh, but it's going to be an amazing year, an amazing year for Flashpoint. We want to see you there. All right? So go to GoVictory.com fp Live. And sign up and join us at a Flashpoint event. One of those people that's gonna be at those events is a good friend, Tony Suarez. Hello, sir. Glad you're with us tonight, Tony.
0: Glad to be home on Flashpoint tonight.
1: Yeah, glad to. Now, for those of you, well versed in maybe the charismatic world, well versed in Christian conspiratorial political world. If you any of these names register a bell, you know something about these people, you can let me know. I'm counting on all of the theology central detectives to work on it because some of these things I'm like I, I'm this is not the world I traffic in. I don't want to traffic in it, right? Look, I get within I get within maybe a hundred miles of charismatic anything and I start having seizures. I get within a hundred miles of anything connected to charismatic anything. That's it. I, that's, I, I'm done. I start, I fall on the floor, floor. I start breaking out knives. It's like, it's bad. It's bad. Okay. Because, uh, but some of you, you're like, I read it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I want to know all about it. You can investigate it. And, and you know what? I'm glad that you can. Because I ugh, I just lose my mind. I just lose. Like I, if I start investigating anything dealing with the charismatic world with about 15 to 20 minutes, I'm thinking about heading to a liquor store. OK, I know I'm not supposed to say that, but that just it just drives me to drinking. Okay? Not literally a little bit of hyperbole there, but you get the idea.
2: Have you and also uh, New York Times best selling author, I'm just surprised he even wants to show up. Uh, with me on the air. Uh, you know, he's usually hanging out with Andrea Pacelli in New York <laughs> City. You know, I'm just telling you, I, you know, I'm honored that Eric, you would show up on Flashpoint tonight. Thanks for being with us tonight.
3: I am honored to show up. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, it's going to be great. Listen, I, we're, we're excited and I got a lot of stuff, but I want to go right to this clip. I'm already throwing the format out and we're going to go straight to what? It's happening. Both of you guys will like this. or You may or may not like it, but let me show you a little bit what uh, One Church did for an Easter production. Watch.
1: Okay, they're showing this video. I don't know if you've seen the video. Of what this church did for Easter, but we all know that every year churches have these crazy big production uh for Easter. Many of them bring in use secular music. They have dancing. They have lights. They have props. It's like you know, I don't know. It's just it's 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 ridiculous. Now that that's the kind of stuff I used to lose my mind over. Make make it very clear. I use like this kind of stuff. I used to go. What is the church doing? It's become a circus. It's become a place of entertainment now. I just don't even care because I'm like, no, the bigger issue is the politicizing of the church. This to me is so yell and scream about it in the 1990s. And the early 2000s, when you had the explosion of seeker sensitive and that type of movement, that, that to me, I don't even care anymore. I see a church doing these things. I'm like, that is so 1990s. That is so early 2000s. Give me a break. Catch up with the rest of us. Okay. Everyone's moved on past your, oh, we're so edgy. We use secular music and we're so edgy because we do all of this fun stuff for, oh, whatever. Your joke. Just move on. So, uh, but th- they're going to go there. All right, which is just funny because they're going to criticize what the church is doing, uh, but I think they are very responsible for bringing in far more dangerous stuff to the church. Okay, all right. You almost have to see the video of these things, but it, it is just utterly ridiculous that a church would do these things. It really is. It's just like, come on, what is this? Is it a dance recital? Is it what? 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 What is this?
2: All right. So I know you may see that uh, Eric in New York. Nothing wrong. Let me say this: there's nothing wrong with great entertainment uh, and music. That, first and, uh, of all, and love that all is that.
3: standard. Episcopalian worship. You're just probably yes, not is. used to that.
2: Uh, yes, it's exactly what it is. All right, but but here's my point, and this, please understand, I'm not calling out a church or a pastor. I, I want you to understand
3: why, why not, Gene. Why well, because not? here's the point. Church? Yeah, is it was a church? a church.
2: It was a church. But here's here's the reason why. Because if I do that, then everybody focuses on that, and that's not the issue. The issue we need to bring up is. A good friend of mine wrote this book, Letter to the American Church. And Eric, I want you to speak to that. I mean, the church has got to look a little different than uh, what we're doing. And I'm not saying boring and, you know, only has the organ and the piano playing. That's not it. But there's got to be a difference in what we see at church.
1: Okay, now. This okay. This is interesting that they're bringing this up because, like, he, uh, the host of the show, doesn't know exactly where to draw the line. Well, I'm mean, not saying we just have to have an organ. I'm not saying there, so I'm not going there. And there's nothing wrong with entertainment. Like he, he's a little uncomfortable in where to draw the line. It sounds like uh, Eric wants to maybe draw the line somewhere else. Remember, this comes down to class. Everyone here on this podcast should know what this comes down to, right? Regulative or normative principle of worship, right? Regulative or normative principle of worship. We've talked about that countless times. What can a church do and what can a church not do and who determines what it is or isn't? What is the role? What is the rule? Do we only, can we only do what the, what the scripture specifically commands us to do and gives us an example of, or can we do anything that is not specifically and explicitly condemned or prohibited? Can you only do that? Which is like, this is what you do. If if it's not, if it's not an explicit command or an explicit example, you can't do it. Or can you just do anything if there's not a specific prohibition against it? Those are radically different philosophies that church, that you, whenever you go to a church, you probably should know what, what, what they're, what they, which, which one they go with. Regulative or normative. You, you should, you should figure that out. And here's the reason why you may go in and not see anything wrong right now, but depending on which philosophy they utilize, they may have a philosophy that could allow that six months from now or a year from now, it could drastically change what it looks like.
3: Let me me say that I don't think that's a church. I don't think that's a church. I think whatever that is, maybe they think they're a church. My book, Letter to the American Church, is intended for actual churches who may be getting things wrong. Whatever you just showed is preposterous. Most people know it's a joke. Uh
1: Okay, and someone just said, when when you present them, when I present the two principles, regulative or normative, um, they're always so torn on which makes the most sense. What I think you have to do is you have to ask yourself, which one would limit what you can do, which one would expand what you can do and how far would it expand it? And would you be comfortable with it? Like if you say, okay, unless there's a specific prohibition against it, go through the Bible and what prohibitions are there against what, what you can do, right? Then you would have to be like, well, that could open up the door for this. And that could open up the door for this. How far can we take that? Then you may. Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying that determines which one is right or wrong. I'm just saying then you have to just be like, okay, well. (laughs) All right. I don't know if there is a prohibition against having, you know, for you, for church, we going to have an exhibition of skateboarders do tricks off skate ramps. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's nothing that prohibit. there's no prohibition against it. So you I think that's the way you have to look at it. Right. I, uh, because you have to at least ask yourself, how far are you like? Where would be the line where you would be like, oh, that we just crossed the line? Yeah. But according to whom? Like what determines where that line is?
3: If you think that's a church, you're just kidding yourself. But the the real problem, uh, Gene, is that there are many decent churches that are shying away, not just from preaching the gospel, but from speaking truth at a time when we need the voice of the church. The, The madness going on in culture, what you just showed is an example of that. The kookiness going on in the culture.
1: Now, see, this is so subtle. See, there's some churches out there. That it's not just about shying away to, uh, you know, preach the gospel. It's that they won't speak the truth. And when he says speak the truth about what's going on in culture, see, he kind of mentioned like, like it's not just the shying away from preaching the gospel, but he moved quickly away from the gospel. See, the issue is churches are out there not speaking the truth about what's going on in culture, turning the churches into institutions to fight the culture war. See, that's where him and I would agree that what these churches were doing on Easter was just a complete joke. That's not a church. It's a joke. It's it's ridiculous. It's insane. No rational person would look at that and go, oh, what a beautiful church. Any someone's lost their ever living mind to think that. Him and I would be in complete agreement. What I would say is what the church needs to get back to is a proper distinction between law and gospel. Preach the gospel. Teach the word of God. Let's dig into scripture. Let's not be afraid of it. Let's study. Let's equip saints. But he kind of said, well, yeah, the gospel, but the real issue is they won't speak the truth about what's going on in culture. Turning the church into an instrument for the culture war. They See, that's where I have a problem.
3: ...is just kookiness, but there's evil afoot in the land, and we in the United States... ...need the churches to be speaking out. The transgender lunacy Mm -hmm. is at the heart of it. Cultural Marxism, critical race theory, uh, causing uh, us to focus on the color of our skin, not the content of our character...
1: Here we go. All the talking points. See? See, it's so subtle. It is insane how that works. See, hey, look how bad those churches are. See, we need churches talking about critical race theory. We need churches talking, I mean, criti- really? The church talking about critical race theory? Give me a break. The church is talking about the transgender movement. Hey, here, let me, let me explain. Whether their pronouns are he, him, or he, or she, her, they, them, Whatever their pronouns are, you know what they need? They need to hear that they are a sinner, that there is a God who is holy, and that they cannot save themselves. But God sent his son, Jesus Christ, who is the eternal son of God, second person of the Trinity, true God, yet true man, to obey the law that they cannot keep and to die for them. And they need to turn and place their faith in him alone. They need the gospel. But we want to fight issues about pronouns. We want to fight issues uh, that are cultural. We want to impose on them. You will not live that way. You will not act that way. You will not speak that way because this is a Christian country and you will live like a Christian whether you are or not. That is an issue. Christians wanting the public schools to be basically many churches indoctrinating children in the things of God. That's not the public school's job. If you want to indoctrinate people and if you want to indoctrinate young people in the word of God or teach them the word of God, here's a novel thing. Churches, maybe cut out the nonsense that you do for youth ministry and actually teach them the scripture.
3: Those are the kinds of things. Corruption in our elections. Uh, malfeasance in our elections.
1: There we go. See what happens? See, the churches need to be speaking out about the corruption in our elections. What are they going with? The, the Trump, he, he did not lose. The election was stolen. They're going with the big lie. They're going with the thing that cost... Fox News, $757 million. The, the defamation lawsuits that Dominion is bringing against Newsmax and lots of other people. I, I, I hope they keep saying nonsense and they get sued. But see, that they, they want the church dealing with those kinds of issues. They want the church to sound like an episode of Tucker Carlson. They want the church to sound like Fox News. They want the church to sound like political hacks. See, we're in so much agreement. Yeah, the church has turned into a joke in some ways. Yes, the church in many cases have abandoned the gospel. Absolutely. But what he wants is they need to be involved in the culture wars. No, that's, what, see, that's where you lose me. Look, we're we're in agreement. And then you're like, I don't know where you where you want. Nope, sorry. Nope, not putting on. Not putting on the red, I'll make America great uh, again hat. Nope, not carrying a Trump flag. Nope, not carrying an American flag. Nope, not getting political. Nope, not following you. No, I refuse.
3: Corruption in government. Churches act like that's not my lane. I don't need to talk about that. That is what God calls the church to talk about. If you care about human beings, if if you love.
1: That's what God calls the church to talk about. I thought God called the church to preach the gospel and disciple people. Go, therefore, teach, baptize, teach to obey. The first teaching is evangelism, Baptism is after salvation, bringing them into the church. And then the second teaching there is discipleship, teaching them the word of God, equipping them so they're no longer children tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, teaching them how to interpret the scripture, read the scripture, love the scripture, meditate on the scripture, memorize the scripture. But no, 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 no. He wants the church talking about the election was stolen the election was stolen critical race theory has taken over the country like you know that that he wants us to sound like an episode of tucker carlson he wants us possibly to sound like an episode of alex jones
3: of people you you have to point out evil and corruption and wickedness and there's a ton of it in america now and what my book is about is trying to aim at those pastors that say you know what i don't want to go there i don't want to get political The reason I bring it up is not just because the scripture is clear on this, but the example from Germany in the 1930s, the silence of the German church led to the death camps. I'm not exaggerating. We don't have time to go into the details, but it was the silence of the church. It was the same excuses given by by German pastors that said, we just want to preach the gospel. We don't want to get divisive. We don't want to get political. The Lord has called you to speak out against evil, to stand against evil.
1: And that's the go-to. Hey, the churches in Germany didn't do enough. So it, it, because they, they should have been fighting Nazism. They should have been fighting it. They should have been fighting a political battle. They should have been fighting a political battle. That's what they should have been doing, Because there's just pastors out there who just want to preach the gospel. That's not what you're called to do. You're called to fight the evil in society. Well, how am I called? How am I to fight the evil in society? What do you want me to do? Oh, I got to support Trump. That's what I have to do. I have to vote Republican. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to promote any politician. I'm going to fight evil by preaching the gospel. I'm going to fight evil by calling people to faith in Jesus Christ. I'm going to fight evil by teaching people the word of God. Yeah, yes. And yeah, someone just said that's manipulative. The scripture is clear on this. Yeah, that's what they keep saying. The scripture is clear on this. The scripture is clear on this. The scripture is clear on this. But I want you to see how subtle it is, though. See, they start off with something that would shock everyone. See some church with some big production, all these dancers and these costumes and and everybody be like, what is going on with the church? And then they come along going, hey, guys, 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 look, yeah, some churches are moving away from the gospel, but the issue is pastors are stopping not being political. See, ultimately, the gospel was just briefly mentioned. So he wa- because they want pastors to be political, and I wonder what kind of politic they want from the church. Let me guess: they want politi- They want pastors. I should just call them politicians. They want pastors promoting Trump, promoting Republicans, promoting uh, you know the right to bear arms, promoting that type of agenda. That's what they want.
3: That is what's not happening in the American church today. So what you showed is, of course, an example of lunacy. But right. I'm saying a lot of churches that would look really buttoned up, that wouldn't offend us in that way, they are being silent in the face of evil. And that's obviously who I wrote the book for.
2: Right. And, you know, this week is uh, Bonhoeffer's 78 years since he was
1: uh, taken out. Uh, for. Yeah. Now they're mentioning Bonhoeffer. <laughs> Let me see here. Uh, let me let me see here. Now um, Bonhoeffer was a Lutheran theologian. All right, so most of these people would not. I mean, they would completely. I, I would assume they would. They would. I mean. I mean. Put it this way. And this is just a question to ask. Like because nobody ever wants to do this. If you teach that you put water on a baby and the baby becomes a magic Christian, is that the true gospel or a false gospel? Right. Uh, let me see if I can. If I still have the article, I, I've I've wanted to do a podcast about it, but I've 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 hold. I've tried to hold off because I know it's going to turn into full blown. Like, oh man, it's going to turn. It's going to make people so uh, mad. Let's see here. Let me see if I can find it because it's controversial. It is conch controversial. I don't even remember. Yeah, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Um, let me see if I can find it. I think I saved it in my notes. I got to find saved it in my notes. I've been waiting and waiting to do a broadcast on it, but I'll mention it here um, because it would be crazy if it's true. Okay, hang on. Okay, maybe maybe I did not save it. Um, I wonder where it is. Hang on. Let me look here. Let me see if I have the app. Let me see here. Just, just stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Just stay with me. All right. Where is the search bar? Okay, here we go. Yeah, here we go. It was published on March the 30th, 2023, right? Um, in 1945, Pastor in Germany was executed by the Nazis for trying to kill Hitler. Over the next decades, Dietrich Bonhoeffer became a Christian superstar. The religion, uh, the religion liked his story and read his books, like The Cost of Discipleship and Letters and Papers from Prison. He was called a Christian hero, a Protestant saint, especially loved by evangelicals. A new book says that Bonhoeffer scholars understood him to be Homosexual. Now, I am not saying it's true because I don't know. But I just want to know that that is out there. And when Christian programs always, you know, we need him to be like Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He stood for truth. He, he did. He died. As, as everyone points to him as the next, you know, the Christian rock star. Well, one, a lot of people would say that his teaching, since he's a, was a Lutheran, would possibly raise questions of whether you believe that's a true or false gospel. But nobody wants to ask that question. But can you imagine if it comes out? And this is in a, um, this is in a, uh, uh, well, it's a new book. It's a new book about Bonhoeffer that is making this claim. I don't know how accurate it is. I, don't, I haven't seen it get much attention. It may be just some radical, crazy book with no actual historical proof. But can you imagine if that was true? Can you imagine if that was true? If it was true, I don't know what that would do to uh, all the people who constantly point to him. I don't know. But you need to at least know it's out there
2: for this belief what he did now let me go to tony this you know in this book here he writes in chapter three tony unless you repent so there has to be an atmosphere uh of repentance and we we must get back to the gospel i'm not saying it's got to be boring and not saying it's got to be you know hellfire and brimstone however we seem to have forgotten about the hellfire and brimstone tony and that's very real
0: Yes, yeah, so repentance is birth from conviction. So conviction births repentance. Repentance births revival, and then revival births righteousness. That's the way I see it. What of that show would convict or prick the hearts of men to want to come to the gospel and 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 ask the Acts two thirty seven question, brethren? What shall we do? That was entertainment. There was, and and again, we're not not trying to be ugly about it but there was nothing holy about that. I, I, was, ra- I was raised, it, this is all I've ever known. I've known church my entire life, and I, I can hear the echoes of the elders quoting that verse from 1 John two fifteen and 16. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For any man that loveth the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of this world. That's what we just saw demonstrated in front of us. You don't have to do that. To every pastor, every minister, youth pastors that are watching, you don't have to do that to get a crowd. Just look at what took place in Asbury. They, they had, there was no smoke, there was no lights, there was no whatever that was that we just saw in the video. There was repentance, there was a cry to God, and that drew people to
1: that room. Now. I look, I, I do love the fact that they're saying, get away from all of the, the showy stuff. I, I'm, I'm all for that. Let's get back to the gospel. Okay. I, I don't know if we would agree on what the, exactly the gospel is, but hey, I do love that. The problem is they just mixed it in with pastors need to basically be political. So is the gospel change your mind about sin and Christ and believe in him? Or is the gospel We need to talk about the culture wars and get political. See, that's, that's the, and that, remember, that's what I've been trying to tell everyone. The problem is it's this weird mixture where on one side, you're like, well, no, no, no. They're talking about Jesus. No, 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 no. They're talking about the gospel. And, but they've so co-opted that language with the political hijacking that it becomes this It becomes this mutated thing that's not truly Christianity, but it at times sounds like it. Especially on Easter, Mother's
0: Day, Christmas, you don't have to put on that show. People are already going to come to church, present the gospel, talk about the cross, talk about the blood, talk about hope and restoration and healing. And the gospel will draw it, it will draw men and women to the cross. There was a quote by uh, one of these, you know, by a minister this weekend. He said, I wanted to do something, you know, I I wanted to push, you know, all the way to the edge. And I I wanted to do something more than just come in and say he got up. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what is what is Resurrection Sunday about? Mm -hmm. It's the fact that he got up. That is I mean, that's that's the blessed truth of the gospel that that, yes, he died, that he was buried, but. All of that as powerful as it, as it is, the exclamation point is that he got up and that mm. message is enough.
2: It is enough. Let me bring in back from an extended trip to the Holy Land Lance Now, welcome back, Brother <laughs> Lance. Glad you're all
1: right we'll stop right there. Uh, we'll stop right there. Um, I don't know exactly the, the time the time stamp on this thing is never correct, but I'm going to write it down. Um, well, I used to be correct it 's correct on a laptop it 's not correct on a macbook i don 't know what in the world happens here i 'm looking around if you see me if you if you see me if you hear me turning away from the microphone i 'm trying to find my book bag Where'd my book bag go? My book bag is probably downstairs because I was getting ready to go walk out the door to go to church and uh, well that uh, that didn 't happen i 'm going to have to find something to write on though let see, I've got medical appointment card there. I don't want to write on that. Okay, hang on. I'm going to use this. All right, I'm going to use this. All right, there's no place to... Here we go. I'm going to find... I'm going to use this. We're 47 minutes. And two seconds. I don't know if that's how much time is left. I don't know anything. But I'll try to, if I can make it say 4702 at some point, then I'll know where we are. And we'll come back and possibly review the rest. I don't know if we, the main thing I wanted you to do is just learn a little bit about this Flashpoint news um, on YouTube. It's connected with Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And this is the program Donald Trump spoke on. We may review the program he spoke on. And it just—it just is an example of of what's happening in the church. But this is a good mixture because on one hand they're talking about things that I am bothered by by the church that it's turned into a joke and a production and a game. And yeah, I'm with them. Yes, we need to get back to the preaching of the gospel. I'm with them. But then they mix in with that. Basically, the church has to talk about politics and the culture war. That's no, see, now now you've taken what we can agree on and you want to add to it. And once you add to it, you will wipe off, you will erase then the gospel. I'm telling you, the gospel will get erased. And they will, they will say, and here's the thing, they will literally tell you they're preaching the gospel as they yell and scream and want laws passed dealing with LGBTQ or critical. As they're trying to get these laws passed and get Republicans elected, they will all, somehow almost connect that with the gospel. That's not the gospel. All right. 64 minutes, and I don't even know what I accomplished in those 64 minutes. It's now 8.30 p.m. Central Time. <laughs> this is not what I wanted to do on a Wednesday evening. But um, and we have to talk about it. And so please, if you want to do some more investigating, go to YouTube. Look up. Hang on. Let me go back to the email with all of the instructions. Um, for all of those who want to do a little research and want to, uh, you know, help out here. And, and be detectives. I want you to do your work here. Let me go find the uh, email from uh, from 120 this morning. Um, here we go. From 120 this morning, Here, this is what you do. You go to YouTube, you search the Victory Channel, you click on their channel, you go down a row, you'll see the Flashpoint programs. Watch to your heart's content. See where the church is headed. All right? And if you want to do a little bit of research on Dietrich Bonhoeffer, since Christians always uh, contact him. See if I can find the name of the book. Um, I don't know if I now, uh And a new book, Resisting the Bonhoeffer Brand, A Life Reconsidered. Resisting the Bonhoeffer Brand, A Life Reconsidered. This was written by someone who is professor of religion at the University of Virginia. And he published a biography of Bonhoeffer that introduced what they call the gay reading to the public. A Christian sort of semi-outed a Christian hero. So I would have to go through and look at everything about which book that they're actually referring to. But um, you you can do a little research on that if you want. If you just do a search for outing Dietrich Bonhoeffer, outing Dietrich Bonhoeffer, You can probably find the article online if you would like to uh, read that for yourself. I'm not saying it's convincing. I'm not even saying it's, it's, it's true. I'm saying that it's just funny how, you know, if there's any, you know, it, it put it this way, if that happens, Dietrich Bonhoeffer will be thrown out and be thrown under the bus in 2.3 seconds. If, if, if it ever comes out that there's proof of it, he'll be thrown under the bus in 2.3 seconds and we'll move on and find someone else to say that this is this is what we are to be. And, and trust me, they won't really care about the theology of the individual. All they need is the right the right person and the right situation that we can use for a political argument to get Christians involved in politics, who cares what their theology was, who cares about anything because we've got to get involved in politics because we've got to Christianize America, not through the proclamation of the gospel, but through political involvement. There you go. All right. We'll talk more about this. I promise there's more to come about Flashpoint and just and and it's not even picking on them. I just like them. I just think it's awesome that I mean, Trump spoke to them. Trump is right now. He's you know, he's getting ready. He's trying to go for campaign mode and he's got to get the he's got to get the evangelicals. He's got to get the evangelicals. It was the evangelicals who put him in the White House the first time. And if he's going to get reelected, it's got to be the evangelicals again. He's got to get that 70, 80% of white evangelicals to vote for him. He's got to get that. That, Or he won't get the White House. It's that simple. Which, once again, will tell the world that Christians are more committed, are, are Trump supporters. They won't see us as Christ followers, but Trump supporters. All right, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. It's kind of frustrating because I hear things in that that I'm like, oh, I so agree with you. And then I hear things there that I'm like, what is happening? No, no. Stop with we need to get back to the gospel. Stop that we need to get rid of the big productions. Stop right there. Just stay, not stop saying that. Stop, stop right there by saying, hey, we need to get to the gospel. We need to stop the big productions and we need to get back to basically the church being the church. If they would just stop right there and not go any further, okay, but you throw in all of the political conspiratorial nonsense, then, well, no, then you've you've just destroyed all of the positive things you just said and that's this weird thing that i keep trying to describe to everyone and they're articulating it where you see both sides merge together and they hold it up and people go no no see you're 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 thinking they've abandoned the christianity you think they've abandoned the they haven't abandoned the gospel <laughs> okay all right Okay. Thanks for listening. NewsIF at yahoo.com. NewsIF at yahoo.com. Everyone have a wonderful evening. I don't know what the rest of the night's going to look like, but if at some point I feel like it, I'll walk back up the stairs, turn on the microphone, and try to do something useful. God bless.